Just before we start the show this week, a quick announcement to tell you that I've just published a free white paper on the future of corporate career sites. The very first digital marketing project I worked on was building a careers website back in 1999. And I've always been frustrated that the level of sophistication of careers websites hasn't moved on much since then, particularly when you consider the advances made in other areas of talent acquisition. The white paper is based on extensive research, looks at the important role of careers websites, examines what's been holding them back, and walks through a new model which is finally helping them to evolve. You can access the white paper instantly, no need to register or surrender your email address, at www.careerswebsiteguide.com future. That's www.careerswebsiteguide.com slash future. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 128 of the Recruiting Future podcast. As you just heard in the opening message, I've recently published a white paper on the future of career sites. To mark the occasion, this week's podcast is all about corporate career sites, and I'm delighted to welcome Ben Gledhill back to the show. Ben is currently Head of Resourcing at Yodel and has a growing reputation as a talent acquisition leader who likes to think differently. Ben's been involved in a number of career site projects and has some great insights to share. Hi Ben and welcome back to the podcast. Hi Matt, great to be back for the second time, thank you. Absolutely, well a pleasure to have you on the show again. Um, For those of you who don't know you, could you introduce yourself and also um, those who may not have heard from you since uh, the last podcast, um, tell us what you've been up to uh, since then. Cool, no worries. So um, I'm currently the head of resourcing at Yodel, um, carrying out very much what is a transformational role here, looking at everything from people, process and technology. Um, Some of you might know um, a couple of years ago, I was um, head of recruitment at Sophology with the lovely Neil the Sloth and previous to my role here at Yodel. Um, I was employer branding and candidate experience manager at Manchester Metropolitan University, which was a fantastic role and work in academia um, and really kind of proving to people that even um, organizations like universities, um, which necessarily haven't really been focused on employer branding and candidate experience, really getting the, the why out there when it comes to um, employment, why it's important for, um, for organizations organizations like that to to focus on employer branding so we're gonna sort of talk about um career sites the sort of current state of career sites and the, and the future of career sites um on this week's show um before we do though it might be good just to um take a step back and get a little bit of context so you know you obviously worked in a few organizations over the last um last few years what what do you think the main challenges are that um, in-house recruiters are, are are facing at the moment, particularly when it comes to um, recruitment marketing. Joel, that's a, I think that's a really, really interesting question to kind of kick the debate off. I mean, I, th- I think the first one is a lot of people that I speak to um, at conferences, networking events and whatnot, and there's always been this um, kind of monumental battle with our brothers and sisters in marketing in terms of, okay, we'll spend a lot of money on our consumer, 
or our customer website. Um, but when it comes to the careers website, we might have a hyperlink at the end of the page, or you might have to scroll down to the bottom and there's, there's something saying here are vacancies. So it's really kind of um, promoting and kind of you know gaining credibility as to why we need a very clean, um, very candidate-focused um, standalone careers website. So I think, as I've said on my previous podcast, you know, very much now in today's world, you know, candidates are customers and customers are candidates. So we need to have that kind of that same um, that same kind of mantra. I think the second one is always going to be budget. You know, good careers websites um, aren't necessarily cheap. Um, and I think if you are going to build a good one, you do need um, a good team behind that. Um, but I think the third one is there's still, in my opinion, I don't think um, there are scores of organizations that have nailed what I would call a good careers website. You know, I could probably name 10 or penny organizations that still have websites that aren't uh, mobile, um, optimized or orientated. Um, you still have to um, go to the third or the fourth page to find a search button. Um, and a lot of them are just plain ugly. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think there's a, certainly a long, long way to go um, to kind of nail in the, uh, the kind of the holy grail if you want to use that phrase yeah and i mean that's certainly the um the research that i've the, the research that i've done recently kind of really backs that up and a, a lot of um in-house recruitment professionals are, are actually very unhappy unhappy with the career site that they that, that they have i mean obviously you sort of highlighted a few of the the challenges there but why why do you think um career sites seem to be so kind of behind the curve when we look at um you know other other ways that people sort of do transactions on the web why why are career sites um uh, seemingly so backward i think it's because <laughs> without criticizing the industry too much i think we're now starting to come to the realization that um, recruitment in a roundabout way as the process isn't too different from um, any other transaction that you will be um, carrying out on the internet. And yes, I know it's about a career, there's behaviors, emotions there. Um, but if you are wanting a digital experience, you will want the same digital experience as when you go on, say, Boohoo or Asos or Very or Amazon or whatever. And we're still treating um, careers websites um, from the same kind of principles as we were kind of 10 or 20 years ago you know you've still got a poor user experience and the search functions don't really kind of um, work that well um, and how many companies can truly say you know we've spoken to our audiences you know we've spoken to our candidates and we only have content on there that they really want to see or um, as probably what goes on, do we presume this is information that people want to see? Um, so I, I, I think the whole thinking behind careers websites, we're still thinking of them as recruitment-only platforms rather than kind of looking at what, works well in e-commerce from that whole kind of user experience perspective absolutely i couldn't i couldn't agree more can you sort of perhaps talk us through you know let's 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 let, let's think for a second that you know if you were designing um you know the perfect careers website um which you, you i think you probably are at the moment anyway but if you were designing the perfect careers website um well you know what how, how would you go about it what would be on it what would it what would it have to do what would it have to feel like how, how would it work um, very insightful. We are designing a new careers website. Um, I think for me, 
the first one is with anything to do with recruitment marketing you know what what is your career's website for is it a very simple standalone call to action whereby you just have a list of vacancies they go through to your ats or your crm or is it a content rich platform um is there a lot of interaction on there um are you going to have gamification are you going to have links to various different um other bits and pieces um and i guess another one that people probably need to think you know how much are you going to let um your employer brand or your evp come through is it going to be heavily branded um what do you want the website to say um because i think you know it's very easy just to say well airbnb have an amazing website let's copy those guys um or lv have won lots of awards um like you know kind of let's copy those guys and really actually kind of sit down and say you know what what does our what does our careers website want are we just wanting to hire people are we wanting to make people sticky to our brand is it going to be that just that very transactional kind of bus stop mentality or are we wanting people to visit our careers website to as i said read a blog look at videos um you know visit a visit every week compared to every month or quarter when people have vacancies or whatnot and what about the the technology that sits behind these platforms i mean obviously traditionally uh people have kind of extended their ats to power the uh you know power the job search on a career site do you you think that um that is a good way to go or should people be looking at um alternatives no, definitely. I mean, I think um, as somebody who um, used to be a massive skeptic of technology, but is kind of bitten the bullet um, and kind of accepted it rather than fighting it, I, th- I think you really need to look at some of the solutions out there. So I know um, we're going to be partnering with a provider um, that has almost like a um, an engine behind the front end that can really propel um, the front end to the users. You can look at metrics um, you can very quickly change the skin um, of your front end it can link to various uh, various social platforms but there are others out there for example crms our front end so it, it's not just a case of um, having a careers website i think companies now need to look a little bit deeper at their tech stack in the same way that a software house would look and kind of say you know what does our tech that look like is it just a front end is it a front end powered by um, an engine such as talent brew or format or some other bits and pieces like that you know does the ats link directly in is it a crm i think i think as time goes on we need to be start not just looking at one element we need to be looking at that whole technology stack um that whole kind of concept in terms of you know what 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 can technology do um, and, and how can it really help us now, I know that one of the things that you're passionate about is content. Um, and I saw you do a brilliant, I saw you do a brilliant presentation um, last year about how you, um, some of the ways you go about generating content. Um, for, for a lot of, um, um, a lot of sort of um, people doing recruitment marketing within organizations, um, content can seem like something that's going to be very expensive and very difficult to do. Um, can you sort of tell everyone about, you know, your approach to content and how you've got over some of those, some of those issues? 
Yeah, definitely. So anybody who kind of knows me knows I like to do things. Um, I don't like, I don't, when, when I say um, on the cheap or um, with a budget, it's literally just because you haven't got access to the bigger kind of um, PLC or blue chip um, allocations of spend that some organizations have. You know, we, we, we live in a world now whereby there are so many kind of tools and gadgets and gizmos out there that there is no reason why you cannot um, not only create but share really good looking and really insightful recruitment content marketing and it's something that i've just fallen into to be honest with you and and like everything recruitment's always been a couple of years kind of catching up so if you look at things like um planning you know so what what do i want to share how do i share you know there are tools like buzzumo um answer the public um persona app where you can find kind of ideas and clues what to do um the, the, the mobile phone you know a lot of people always ask me um you know what, what's the best uh, content tool you have and i always say it's my iphone 7 um because people now don't really want the whole oscar nominated false corporate video they want genuine they want authentic um, and they want transparent um, and if you look at the way that social media networks are changing now in regards to focusing on personal um, and one-to-one content sharing rather than organizational um, on the likes of facebook you're going to get a lot more buy-in by creating um, a short video using an iphone um, speaking to candidates hiring managers, the actual people that you're wanting to sell. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's great if you have the big budgets, but there's no reason why you know you can film a short video and put a little bit of a front and an end on it, um, share it on something like Twitter and LinkedIn and actually measure um, how your call to action works um, because it is really, really simple and it doesn't have to be that expensive. Now, I know that one of the big problems that lots of people have with career sites isn't necessarily understanding that they need to redevelop that what they have doesn't work and they need to redevelop it um it's getting the buy-in from from the business to um to do that in the first place or get the budget to do that what what advice would you give to people who um you know know that they need um to do something drastic with their career site but they might be struggling internally to um you know to build the case for that yeah i mean i think from from my experience obviously i've gone through this process um, a couple of times I think as HR or recruitment professionals or even talent acquisition professionals who's no who knows what name we're calling ourselves this week um, it's really about kind of getting the buy-in at the C level or the exec level by making um, that population realize how important employer branding and um, one of the arms and legs of that, which is, of course, your career's website, how important it is um, in terms of looking at commercially. So I always kind of say to people that if you if you have an ability to sell um, an effective employer brand through employer branding, um, you'll get a much um, more uh, kind of better quality of hire in terms of people that are suited to your organization because they're suited they'll perform better and if they perform better you're probably going to get high levels of productivity and profitability so within a few words you're you've now told 
the the chief financial officer or whoever is looking after that budget um, that we need to invest because if we invest, we can attract better people that are more aligned to our organization, culture and values. Hence, there'll be that financial, um, that, that, that financial commercial element to the organization. And I think as well, from a marketing perspective, um, the way that I kind of see things developing now is that because the lines are very blurred in regards to, you know, I bought a product in a shop, I went for an interview, I had a bad experience, experience on the other um, and it affected the the other transaction or operation if that makes sense you know branding now is getting very merged so it'll look a little bit odd if you invest millions in a really cool trendy consumer site but your career's website um, looks like something from 1992 so it's really important to make sure that um, all your elements of your brand are aligned so final question, um, you know, we've talked about career sites, we've talked about what they, they, they should look like and the, the process that, you know, you're kind of going through um, now to, you know, create, create your new one. Um, if we were to look out into the future, say sort of two, three, even five years, um, what do we think the career sites of the future would look like? Is, are there any sort of interesting uh, trends or technologies that are catching your eye that you think might might play a part in that? Um. I mean, I think you'd be a fool not to maybe not be able to predict the future with Google, but I see Google playing a bigger part. And obviously that will have an effect on your um, your career's website, ensuring that you know it's fit for things like Google for jobs. It's in the search engines and all the other bits and pieces like that. So I, I think that's the main one. I, th- I think you know Google, like any other consumer website, will have um, a bigger say in how we design them. I think secondly, I think mobile is still going to be key. Um, you know, I think you'll probably see more technology around uh, messaging, so being able to apply for a role via a text message and other bits and pieces like that. Um, and I think you're really going to see um, the the kind of a wider, um, acceptance of usage of messaging, not necessarily chatbot messaging, although chatbots, if used correctly, can be very successful, but people will want an answer there and then. So if you go onto a careers website, the, the vacancy is advertising Manchester, um, you know, somebody will want a, a two to 10 second answer whether the role can be based in London because guess what? That's what happens when they use a, um, a consumer website as well. So I think you're just going to see a big realignment to the, the consumer way of work in terms of speed, efficiency of application um, and actually comes in terms of I want to speak to somebody now um, and I hate to say but if I don't I'm probably going to look elsewhere. Ben, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks Matt. My thanks to Ben Gledhill. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.